Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. What's up? This is Michael Rappaport. You are now listening to the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. On today's episode, we have special guest, the man known as Dame Dollar from the Portland Trailblazers NBA All-Star. Damian Lillard is rocking with us on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. We're talking hoops. We're talking hip-hop with Dame Dollar. But first, me and G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty, are going to do our thing. Talking about... Quincy Jones, Sugar Dickin, Ivanka Trump, talking about all the trades in the NBA, LeBron cleaned house, Dwayne Wade is back in Miami, and Bizarro Jimmy Garoppolo joins the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, all that and more with Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, Miles Jordan, let me get something really, really, let me get something funky. like that, Miles. That's that's what I'm talking about. It's the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast coming live and direct from the Gloom Tomb Studios. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, the home of disruptive behavior. My name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the Gringo Man Dingo, a.k.a. White Mike, a.k.a. Mr. White Folks. Meaning with G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty. And some days... Some situations, the stars, the planets, the zenith, 
the moon, everything lines up because I could tell you right now this is going to be a smash mouth episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. So much shit is going on. <laughs> I don't know where to start. All over the place. I'll start, I'll start with this. Start with this. We're going to move around. We're moving and grooving. Quincy right. Jones, he came out of the woodworks the other day, did a little interview, and just stirred the motherfucking pot. It's fantastic. Yeah. All right? It's fantastic. As I told you earlier, Bizarro Jimmy Garoppolo will be making his first appearance on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Just signed a monster contract. Good for him. $136 million. $136 million. He runs San Francisco now. He's just like Steph Curry could kiss my motherfucking ass. I just got 136 for five. What's Gucci? Good for him. That's good. Um, but before we get into all that, before we get into Quincy Jones, sugar dicking Ivanka Trump, and Quincy Jones, and uh, I mean, there's just so much stuff. I, I want. I'll go over a few things. First of all. Some people may not know who he is. Look him up. We don't judge. But Lovebug Starsky, uh, DJ Lovebug Starsky, uh, one of the people who actually created hip-hop. If, if you could actually, like, it's not like, um, you know, a science experiment. But he, he, he was there from the beginning. One of the first DJs, first MCs, was rocking uh, uh, when when you were just rocking for fun, when you were just doing it purely for fun, Lovebug Starsky, um, an icon, a pillar of hip hop. You know they're not sure who actually created the the term hip hop, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Moody. A lot of people say he he might have been the one that actually came up with the term hip hop. Correct? Wow. Um, I didn't. I never heard that, but it could be true. He's one of the pioneers, one of the first MCs with that that uh, style. Bar did he bar the dang the dang that type of shit. So, I mean, basically an icon in hip hop. You know, people who know hip hop know Lovebug Starsky. So we pay homage to our icons, our icons, and and just you know, you should look him up. You know, he's one of the, like he's he's like a person like you know. So much influence over, but but never got any credit. Um, you know, never probably made that much money off of of hip hop. Uh, Miles, let me let me get some of that uh, Starsky real quick, just to uh, give people a little bit of that flavor uh, before we go any further in the show, because uh, it, it's just too too much. I mean, live at the Fever, uh, give a little quick taste of Starsky, Love Bug Starsky, rest in peace. Thank you for all your contributions uh, and inventions with everything that has to do with hip hop. And, and I want to say, you know, a lot of people may not know these guys, but 
We're here to tell you these guys are the people who built this shit, right? Like they set forth the foundation of the world's most popular music. So when one of those, you may not know them. So, but when one of them go, we're always going to show them the respect that they deserve, and we're going to give it to them every time. Good. Other, another good thing that happened in New York, uh, because we start talking about Starsky. That's that's about as New York as it is could get, especially that era of hip hop. St. John's basketball. Now, I don't want to jinx them because I've been known to jinx teams, but the St. John's Redmen, the Red Storm. Coached by Chris Mullen, assistant coach, Mitch Richmond. I talked about these guys earlier in the year. Listen, they're coming. They had lost 11 straight. My guys had lost 11 straight. Well, fuck you. They're back. Okay? (laughs) They're back. They beat the shit in Madison Square Garden out of Coach K, Coach Krzyzewski, and Duke. Beat their asses. Okay, then turned around and beat the... And that's number four. Duke is number four in the country. Right now, St. John's doesn't get all the, the big-time recruits, the one-and-done guys and all that, that. They're still rebuilding. Okay, I talked about my man Shamari Pons from Brooklyn. But the whole team is coming together. Big win versus Duke. They beat that fuck Grayson Allen. Yeah. Got no lips. That's the guy to be tripping motherfuckers, right? Was that him? Yeah, and he's got no lips. He's, he trips people probably because he's mad that he's got no fucking lips. I don't know how he breathes with no lips. You know, lips <laughs> are not just for appearance. <laughs> you know, you got to have lips to like, you know, he's probably tripping people. He can't breathe. Then they turned around a couple of days later and beat the number one team in the country, Villanova. Fuck you. If you grew up in the Big East, you know the significance. If you grew up loving Big East basketball with Georgetown, Villanova, Connecticut, Boston, St. John, Syracuse, Pittsburgh, you know that these games, especially to Chris Mullen, he gets it more than anybody. St. John's Villanova used to be like an Ali Frazier fight every Monday on ESPN with Dick Vitale. So for St. John's to be struggling, lose 11 games in a row, beat the shit out of Duke, mm-hmm. and their hot shot fucking freshman recruits, and their fucking Grayson Allen with his mouth problems, and then turn around again and beat Villanova, who's number one in the country. Good. 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 Mullen. Good Way to go, Mullen. Mullen. Good for the kids. I had the honor, the pleasure of, of speaking to the kids. We talked about it on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I'm not saying I had anything to do with the wins. I'm not saying I didn't have anything to do with the wins. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Good, Chris. Beat that arrogant Coach K. Fuck you, Coach K. Yeah, you Mullen. come into Madison Square Garden with that bullshit. <laughs> Word. Um, another thing. Today. If you're listening to this I Am Rapport Stereo podcast today, a year ago today, the world witnessed the Oakley incident at the Garden. The L.A. Clippers were playing the New York Knicks. Charles Oakley was at the game, allegedly, allegedly heckling James Dolan and hasn't been proven. And we all know what happened next. Dolan sent over some of his goons. Oakley is not the guy you want to send goons over to. Oakley stood up. The goons were talking out the side of their mouth. 
The first goon got finger pointed in the side of his fucking head, almost caught whiplash, and the rest we all know about. Since this ugly, disgraceful incident happened in Madison Square Garden, the great pillar of the 90s Knicks and everything that has to do with 90s basketball, even when he was a Chicago Bull, Charles Oakley has been banned and suspended from going to Madison Square Garden for a year. James Dolan, I swear I can't confirm or deny something's going on with your hair. You look like shit. (laughs) Okay? You look like shit. I have personally not stepped foot into Madison Square Garden. My public ban is on. I will not go into Madison Square Garden. I don't care how good they're playing. I don't care who they're playing. Until the ban is lifted off, Charles Oakley, me, the Gringo Man Dingo, Michael Rappaport will not step foot into Madison Square Garden as they led the great Charles Oakley off to the side by the exits. The crowd chanted Oak Lee Oak Lee the same guy who dove for loose balls and set smashing picks you do put him in some sort of fucking uh Krav Ma Mi Thai karate fucking jujitsu handbar and submit Charles Oakley to the ground shame on you you fuck you (laughs) shame on you that happened a year ago we will never forget. Yeah, he got exonerated, though. I mean, they found Oakley did no, no wrong. <laughs> that cocksucker needs to apologize to Charles Oakley and allow him back into Madison Square Garden. Until that happens, I got nothing to say. I'm not stepping foot into the garden. It's not a Knicks thing. He meant too much to the Knicks fans. I got to spend a great amount of time with Oak. When I was the sideline reporter, the Howard Cosell of the inaugural season of the Big Three, couldn't be a nicer guy, couldn't be more beloved guy. Talked about him many times on this podcast. He joined us. He joined yeah, us on stage. On, he, on stage. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'm going to say this right now. I don't want to confirm or deny, but he'll be back. He'll be back on the IMRF for the full sit-down. For the full sit-down. So that happened a year ago. So we, again, pay our respects and homage to the great Charles Oakley. No doubt. I mean, Moody, we've been going to no. games for years. 80, this year, 80. this might be the first year in a long time that we don't go to games courtside. Yeah. But you 84. know what? The struggle's <laughs> real. Yeah, that, that organization, man. God. God. What happened? Uh, obviously, uh, this week, Christoph Porzingis went down with a terrible injury. He's out indefinitely. He's out for the season. That sucks. Yeah. Um, no. ACL. No one is ever the same after that. Terrible, man. When, when you're that yeah. tall, man, that's why they're, they're like, I, you know, they had Joel Embiid on minutes restrictions and game restrictions. Joel Embiid. Yeah. He likes to call himself Troll Embiid. I like him. I like him. I, I think he needs a dialect coach. I, I, I tried to understand him. I just cut the TV off. Mm. Mm. Well, I'll let you say that. Uh, I'm still letting things uh, cool down from the Janet Jackson uh, blowback. 
Uh, I've I've taken on all comers. Now they they've they've ran back into their fucking into their fucking hovels. Yeah, okay. I'm I stood glad in, that's over. Huh? I said I'm glad that's done and over with. Yeah, because uh, God forbid uh, you say something um, that that's totally accurate and factual about uh, Janet Jackson. But what I wanted to pose to you, because I'm going to segue into Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, Quincy Jones, who produced all of Michael Jackson's music, he came out with a very uh, controversial, very inciting interview this week um, on The Vulture, which is a subsidiary of New York Magazine, the uh, Hipster Manifesto, the weekly publication. Um, Now, I said that Janet Jackson, basically, in a nutshell, wasn't as popular as she used to be. People went fucking crazy on me. Yeah. <laughs> now, Quincy Jones came out against the late, great Michael Jackson, and he said, and I quote, Michael stole a lot of stuff. Oh, essentially calling him a thief. He stole a lot of songs. The notes don't lie. Oh, he was God. as Machiavellian as they come. Greedy man. Greedy. Damn. The man is dead, yo. Hey, uh, listen. God forbid hashtag black Twitter gets wind of what Quincy Jones said. Yeah, I want to see. Yeah. The man is dead, man. Oh, I mean, Janet Jackson, based on everything I learned about her this week, she put out a record uh, in 2015. It sold 200,000 copies. (laughs) And a song with J. Cole. How dare I say her name without saying everything is dope. Right. But, but Quincy Jones said, and I quote, and you know rule number one of the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast is not to fact check. Yeah. He said, I used to kill him about the plastic surgery. He'd always justify it and say it was because of some sort of disease he had. Bullshit. Mm. Unquote. He had problems with his looks because his father told him he was ugly and abused. Mm. That's true. We knew that. But we didn't Man. know he was a this is this is Mr. Jones's words. We didn't know he was a song thief. Yeah. Based on Mr. Jones's words. I'm not saying this. God forbid. Yeah. Let's see what Mr. Jones gets. The man is dead. Damn. Hold your head, Duke. Oh, God have forbid. Some, God have forbid. Some class. <laughs> um, the, the thing that got all the headlines, even over that, he might have slipped through the cracks on this, uh, Quincy Jones, is that he said, and I quote, I dated Ivanka Trump. Not Ivana. He dated the daughter. And she, he said she was a bad motherfucker. No, a fine motherfucker. And she had the best legs I'd ever seen. Mm. Now, if you're not familiar with Quincy Jones's history, he, he, before Michael Jackson, before the Brothers Johnson, before all of that, he was running around the jazz scene with Miles Davis, Dizzy Gillespie, Charles. He was in the jazz scene heavy. Yeah, big band. And he was known as a great stick man. Now, I've never right. brought him up as a great stick man. That's my bad. 
Yeah. I take the responsibility. But when Quincy Jones said he she had the best legs I ever seen about the president's daughter, and he said I dated her. No, the president's oh oh wow. Yeah, the president's damn. daughter, not the ex-wife, not that old fucking bag who can't even fucking that cockeyed bag of Vanna. She's <laughs> cockeyed. She what did he do with her? Oh, it's I Quincy he was talking Jones. About her. This is Quincy Jones we're talking about. He goes after the daughter. Oh man, he's a dirty old he's a dirty old dude, man. Hey, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was happy when I found out that he piped down the president's daughter. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was happy when I found out that he did that because what more could the president hate? Than hearing that Quincy Jones, old ass, 84 years old. Now, this probably was about 20 years ago. She's not that old. He was sugar dicking your daughter. You don't want to hear that about anybody, let alone Quincy Jones. But the apple doesn't fall that far from the tree. Trump has a pain for young women, right? He's, Mm -hmm. He's, you know, chasing skirt, young girls. Quincy Jones, same thing. The daughter's into it, she loves her father. That's why Quincy Jones was able to get her. He was kicking that same shit, that fly shit. So I was glad that he piped her out. Okay. (laughs) Um, Quincy Jones also said, and I quote, Marlon Brando would fuck anything. I mean, this is disturbing. He said Marlon Brando would fuck anything. This is going to, did you, did you read this? Do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I know where you go. <laughs> this is a hard pill to swallow, and you know, yeah. it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna listen and 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 take uh, the Michael Jackson comments and the Ivanka Trump's comments, then you got to be able to stomach this one. He said, Marlon Brando, we used to go out cha cha dancing. He could dance his ass off. He was the most charming motherfucker you ever met. He'd fuck anything, anything. He'd fuck a mailbox, James Baldwin, Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye. And the reporter said, he slept with them? How do you know that? Quincy Jones said, come on, man. He did not give a fuck. Damn. He ran up. He ran up in Richard Pryor. Marlon Brando ran up in Richard Pryor. Yo. He said James Baldwin, who was openly gay. Yeah, Richard Pryor, who, who, who talked about his confusion with his sexuality all the time. Damn. And he said Marvin Gaye. I don't know how everybody's skipping over the Marvin Gaye thing. Yo. Shit. But why is this guy, I don't know, throwing motherfuckers in the street like that, man? That's fucked up, man. Let Marlon Brando say that. Mr. He probably Moody? ran up in you. He probably ran up in you too, but you ain't saying that. Mm. <laughs> it was you interesting leave. because he threw Michael Jackson under the bus. He threw Richard Pryor, Marvin Gaye, and James all Baldwin under the bus. He even threw more, essentially Marlon Brando under the bus. Yeah. But when he was asked about his friend, his longtime friend, Bill Cosby, he said, I can't talk about that. I can't talk about him private. You just said Yo. that Marlon Brando fucked Richard Pryor. But yeah. you don't want to say anything about fucking Bill Cosby? Yo. That's a lot to swallow in just like a little article. He, yeah, you put that shit out. That's irresponsible, man. Huh. Like, you got to check this dude for some uh, ooh-wee or something, man. Hmm. You, yo, you can't do that, man. So, you can't do shit like that. So based on what, what you know, do you think 
Black Twitter should attack Quincy Jones with the venom that they attacked me with. Throwing that yeah. question to you. Yeah. yeah. But he's black. So what? Oh, well, they got after me. I'm a racist now. Hey, you're not black. But, <laughs> but so what should, they say to, what should they say to Quincy Jones? The same shit. I'm, I'm, I'm a fair dude. Yo, this, how they went at you is how they should go at him. Because, yo, you don't throw motherfuckers. This, Michael Jackson is dead. He can't speak for himself. Uh, Marlon Brando. You saying Marlon Brando ran up in uh, <laughs> Marvin Gaye. And, and then, yo, that's a violation, man. Okay, that's well, they should, I don't know if Quincy Jones is on Twitter. Uh, but if you feel like uh, you, you, you have something to say to him, uh, feel free. Um, what else? I mean, there's so much going on today. We're not going to be able to get to everything. We're not going to be able to get to everything. Uh, the, the, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and their, some of their, because I love, I love the city of Philadelphia, some of their horse-shitting fans, they, <laughs> they had their, their parade. Um, there's been a lot of discussion. Now, listen, I, I want to explain this. There's been a lot of discussion uh, about Nick Foles. Somehow or another, there's been a rumor that a lot of a lot of websites and media uh, places are, are are curious about. I could give a fuck now. Anointing someone a stick man has nothing to do with a few things: uh, the amount of women they've slept with, or the size of their pipe, their loaf. Right. I could care less. Okay. What kind of pipe you have. If you're a stick man, you're going to get it in one way or another because you have that je ne sais quoi. You have that swag. You have that flyness about you. There's right. been there's been legitimate sports media outlets trying to get to the bottom of whether or not Nick Foles, whose, whose nickname is Big Dick Nick and Foot Long Foles, actually has a foot long loaf. Yeah, I heard that. How is that coming up? I think the Eagles fans just made it up because it rhymes, right? It's not like they was in a locker room and they were able to see money. He's already got enough going against him because next year he's not going to be the starting quarterback for the team that he led to the Super Bowl. He's going to have this scrutiny on him for so long. And then y'all worried about his pipe? Let him, let him rest his loaf, man. He just played. He just won the Super Bowl. Let him take his loaf in whatever fashion whatever kind of pipe he's got, to go to Disneyland and chill out. Yeah. He won. He, he got y'all the Super Bowl. He's now an icon forever in the city. A backup quarterback won you your first Super Bowl in a fucking 100 years. Let this man live. Let him start next year. That's it. And why are you worrying about his, his loaf? Yeah. Yo, get off that, man. Get off my man's loaf. Um... The NBA trade line came and went, and, I mean, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. I, everybody sort of knows what's happened. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, uh, who Gerald affectionately refers to as, as, as what? Uh, tattoo. Um, and if you don't know the reference, the classic ABC television show, Fantasy Island. Uh, what was the actor's <laughs> name? Uh, Hervé Villache, something like that. Little Hervé. <laughs> So Gerald and his character was named Tattoo, and Hervé was about five. What was he? He's like he wasn't a a, a little person. I was going to say no, midget, like, but God forbid! I God forbid! I have black Twitter coming after me, and then little person Twitter coming after me in the same fucking week. How much could one man take? So we'll call him a little person today. <laughs> I'll say it. 
the little midget. <laughs> what's your What's your Twitter handle? Jared Moody fifteen sixty. Come at me, motherfuckers. I'm with it. Um. So Isaiah Thomas, who was traded with big in dramatic fashion in the summertime to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, played about 15 games. It could be 14. It could be 12. It could be 16. We don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Isaiah Thomas and half of the Cleveland Cavaliers roster was sent the fuck all over the globe. They <laughs> sent Dwayne Wade to Miami. They sent Derrick Rose to Minnesota. Iman <laughs> Shumpert to Sacramento. You know it's bad when you get sent to Sacramento. Yeah, that's Siberia. NBA Siberia. And you know what's fucked up, G? What up? Because I was just talking to Scott Pollard, who was part of those iconic 1999 through 2003 Sacramento Kings teams who just couldn't get over the hump with our guy Jason Williams, White Chocolate, uh, Mike Bibby, uh, obviously Chris Webber, Vladi Divac. He's coming on the podcast telling dope stories. And I was like, yo, that team, they had so many... Uh, pieces, and they can never get over the Kobe Bryant, Shaquille O'Neal hump. And 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 before that team, you know, put it together, and they came to they they made it to the Western Conference Finals. Sacramento stunk, and now Sacramento, unfortunately, is being back to being a place where you get shipped. It's like if they don't know what to do with you, they'll just send you to Sacramento. Yeah, right with the cowbells and all that. Yeah, Siberia. <laughs> Amon Shumper went there, and, and of course, Isaiah Thomas, uh, a.k.a., what do you call him? Uh, tattoo. Um, he got sent to um, the Lakers, and, 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 you know, apparently, Isaiah Thomas, he doesn't fuck around, because this is all rumors, but as soon as he got traded, his agent made a statement saying, Isaiah Thomas isn't coming off the bench. Now, as of now, when he's healthy, the starting point guard for the Los Angeles Lakers is Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I look this guy got this little this this Isaiah guy got a big mouth, man. He talks a lot. He was talking a lot in uh, Cleveland. I'm sure that's what hastened him getting shipped out and and uh yo, you can't really guard nobody out there, man. Yo, just take the spot. You ain't got the cachet to be talking like demanding shit. You got huh. Zeke's you got Zeke's name. You got Isaiah Thomas's name, but you ain't got that game mm, to be out say there. Say it again. You got Zeke's name, mm. but you don't got that game to be demanding. Yo, I'm starting. Lonzo got that, B. Well, Dwayne, uh, LeBron James, or as I like to call him, LeBron blames him and Ty Lue, ooh, they just They just shut the whole shit down. Jay Crowder, really good piece for the Boston Celtics. Gone, sent to Utah. Derrick Rose was sent to Utah, then back to Minnesota. I don't know. I couldn't even keep track. Channing Fry sent to the Lakers. Damn. Iman Shumpert, again, like we said, sent to the Kings. And then D. Wade, LeBron James' running mate from the Miami Heatles, the team that started all this bullshit, Gerald. <laughs> the team that started all this fucking nonsense that the NBA, until a rule gets changed, they will be reeling from this friends and family bullshit. You could say what you want about Kevin Durant, okay? <laughs> of course. But, but this, 
This is what started all this nonsense. This is what started it. And LeBron James is always in the middle of it. And until he gets the fuck out of the league, he's always going to be in the middle of it. This big three, big four, friends and family bullshit. We all hang out. We're all on the banana boat. We're all yachted up. You're, you're wrong. Ray Allen, KG, Paul Pierce. Is, that's this inception. That's the inception of the friends and family. Not LeBron. KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. We've had this discussion. At, 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 to, 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 we can't have it anymore. All but, right, go ahead. But, but Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett were in their 12th seasons. LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosh were in the primes of their 24, 25-year-old careers, 26. I don't know what the hell they are. Again, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. We don't fact check. And I want to say this to all the new listeners. Welcome. We're so happy to have you. We have been kicking so much ass. Every Listen, the, the episode the other day with Robert Patrick was... Oh, so, yeah, that was my... I love that dude. Yo, <laughs> that was so fucking good. I was so proud of that. Not only was I proud of the interview with my guy, Robert Patrick, the way me and Moody, last name rhymes with duty, set the table. Yeah. I mean, again... No disrespect to any of the other great podcasts out there, and they're out there. My guy's Fighter and the Kid, my guy Bill Burr, all the Barstool podcasts. Mm-hmm. They're great. Okay? But I told my guys on Fighter and the Kid the other day, no disrespect. I think I have surpassed you. You fuck you. And those are my guys. Like, I, I genuinely have affection for the Fighter and the Kids guys. Those, yeah. are, those guys are comrades. You know what I like about those guys and Bill Burr? They're not player-hating fucks. A lot of people out here, they're player-hating fucks, okay? Those guys ain't player-hating fucks. You know why? Because they're popping also. Yeah. They're popping also. Bill Burr's one of the OGs of this whole shit. (laughs) Word. But LeBron blames, sorry, LeBron James is clearly Following, 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 following the yellow brick road, or as Quincy Jones put in the whiz with Michael Jackson, he's ease on down, ease on down the road. Hey, 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 hey. ease mm-hmm. on down, ease on down the road. Hey, mm-hmm. hey, hey, seven straight finals. He earned the right to do what the fuck he want. You love this guy. It's I over. Love, I- I love LeBron, and he's gonna go to the Lakers. He's gonna win, and, and what? they may win, and they may win this year. Who the Lakers? The Cavs. Oh, they're not they winning may, shit. They and, may win this year unless they unless, unless they shut down all NBA All Star Game festivities and go to Hawaii and have a training camp. They're gonna be so <laughs> far behind, Moody. You know how long it takes to get a uh, uh, chemistry. Now they got some good players, Larry Nance Jr., whose father was Larry Nance, who, if you don't know, I I hated Larry Nance for the sole reason that I believe it was in 1981 or 1983. Could have been 1984. I don't fact check. I I could care less what year it is. It doesn't matter. But when Larry Nance Sr. beat Dr. J in the slam dunk contest in the revival year of the slam dunk contest, I swear to God, it was literally like seeing Snoop Superman try to fly and falling straight on his face. <laughs> like, it, I, I was so emotional. That hurt me so, so to my core 
that he beat Dr. J in that slam dunk contest. And Doc had missed the dunk, and then he banged his head on the backboard. And, and Larry Nance was, was great, and he was tall, and he could jump, and he was creative. And you sort of, at the time, had never seen anything like that. I could give two shits. When he beat Doc and Isaiah Thomas and Magic Johnson were on the sidelines wearing the velour Converse sweatsuits, witnessing uh-huh. it, yo, I, 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 that shit hurt my heart. Like, sincerely, like, it really, it, it hurt me to my, to my core. So, Larry Nance Jr., good luck to you, but I'm just going to tell you, I, I had resentment to your pops. <laughs> All like, right, go like ahead. for real. Like I didn't fuck with Larry Nance, like his father. Like Larry Nance Jr., good luck. I like the way you play. He's like an energy, high energy, slam dunking, high jumping motherfucker, just like his father. But he's not going to put up any big numbers. Jordan Clarkson, he's good. He's talented. Rodney Hood is talented too. George Hill, uh, you might not remember this, Moody, but two seasons ago he came out with the blonde hair. We had to check him on this podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was on that, uh, yeah. That bullshit. Yeah, we checked him. He he came out with the um, uh, uh what what was the singer thong for thong thong thong? Oh, oh the Cisco, oh, Cisco. shit. Yeah, hey, he had a lapse. He had a lapse in judgment. You give a guy a pass. Jason Kidd did that same sucker shit years ago. You have a lapse. They don't have, they they don't know what the fuck's going on after the games. <laughs> well, Cleveland ain't winning shit. And and if you go through the nah. matchups, basically it's George Hill. If we're assuming that the East is uh, comes down to Cleveland and Boston, barring injuries, uh, George Hill's matching up against Kyrie. LeBron James is always going to win any matchup. He's got Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart to, 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 you know, keep him in some sort of check. But obviously, you can't keep him in check. Tristan Thompson, Al Horford, and Aaron Baines, who's got the man bun, looks fucking nuts. Um, that goes to Boston. Rodney Hood and J- uh, Jason Tatum. I go with Jason Tatum. J.R. Smith. M- remember how he was in the fucking fi- in the playoffs last year? That's last year. Uh, it's not like he's emerged back this year. Hey, don't you go? You putting your foot in your mouth, B? You better chill out. You don't know what the fuck's going to happen. Hey, all I care about. <laughs> listen, all I care about is the Cavaliers. I want them to make it to the finals because you know what's going to happen if they make it to the finals? They're going to get their fucking the shit beaten out of them. Now, wow. I got to say this. The other night, Golden State lost to OKC. OKC looked good. They looked wait, very wait. good because Paul George and, and, and um, Russell Westbrook have figured out how to play together. I don't know if right. you've seen them because we talked greasy about, about Paul George, uh, uh, about Russell Westbrook the other day. You know, Carmelo's comfortable with, with his role as the third, the third banana. And we'll Paul, see. <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you what I'm saying. Like they like they are playing very well right now. And Paul George defensively is a problem and they they're getting him his shots and his looks and his points. And and okay. Steven Adams is tough and you know Russell Westbrook like he's got he's, a fucking chip on his shoulder when he wakes up. He probably wakes yeah. up like angry at his fucking dogs and shit. Okay, hell yeah. But let me ask you a question. Will, do you think Carmelo is okay with not being in the mix, not getting his points? Do you think he goes home, and you, do you think he's happy with that? Listen, I, I have to say, I, I, I do. Based on okay. the way he's playing lately, based okay. on the way he's playing the last two weeks, and I say about three games I saw, I think he's cool with it. Okay. that That's my opinion. 
That's my opinion. I think he's matured, and I think he's just happy to be out of New York, and I think he's happy to be around those guys. He don't have I, anything I, else to prove. I'm not saying he's going to go to being, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Mr. Facilitator and all that shit, but I think the three, those three guys have figured out how to play. Now, whether or not they could beat Houston or whether or not they could beat Golden State is a whole other story, but they have definitely improved in the last two to three okay. weeks. I think he's shell-shocked, and, and it will come out because Westbrook – has such a domineering personality. Ah. I think, I think uh, uh, he's shell-shocked. <laughs> um, well, I mean, what else can we say? There's no more to say about the Cavaliers. You, you guys have heard it all. Uh, LeBron blames. He set the place on fire. Um, and, 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 you know, there's apparently a lot of problems with him and uh, the, the owner of the Cavs. And boy, whatever. It's over. It's over. They cleaned yeah. fucking house. Oh, and, I, and, yeah. They cleaned house. Yeah. They, they cleaned- did. And, and you got to think about it. He's probably leaving. He's like, yo, let, let's, try to, let's try to make a run here. They probably won't win with, with, the, with the previous crew. So he's like, yo, see what you could get. Let's try to make a run because you know I'm out. Um, what else is going on? We got Dame Dollar. Damian Lillard is on the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast today. Okay. Um, Dame is nice. <laughs> Giselle Bunchton. I don't know if it was you who prompted her to respond, but I the other you. day uh, you made a comment, and it was—I guess it was true—that um, she said uh, she said to her kids, um, "Dad, let somebody else win this time." Or yeah, uh, you know, trying to explain it to her kids, and then uh, Giselle bunched him, uh, came back and said, "Just to be clear, no one let anyone win. People, uh, people win because of their own merit." I'm tired of people twisting my words to create nah. drama that doesn't exist. Blah, 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 blah. Nah. And, and, and I got to be honest. I've, I think that I've been one of the people on the front lines, boots on the ground, bashing Tom Brady. They lost. He played fantastic. They just lost that game. They lost that Super Bowl. The, the, the crazy shit about the Patriots is they're going to be favorited to make it back next season. They're going to make all kinds of changes in the offseason. Uh, Brady's going to come back. He's going to be pumped up on uh, Scientology and Illuminati. And, 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 and they're going to be ready to rock and roll. So I don't feel bad for them. They didn't shit the bed. He, he's an animal and so on and so forth. And that brings us to this. I got a very crass phone call from Bizarro Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Okay. I would like to share it with you. This is an exclusive this this is an exclusive, okay? Bizarro Jimmy Garoppolo is calling me, bragging about uh, the money he's made, and he's having some sort of fucking party with Too Short and, and Mr. Fab, and he 40. He's cursing at me. He's <laughs> cursing at everybody. He insulted the podcast. I, I want to share with you a Bizarro Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, a very rude, abrasive phone call to me, uh, Michael Rapport. Miles, please cue the tape. Yo, what up, what up? Yo, this Jimmy G. Motherfucking Jimmy G in the place to be. Was really good. Look at my fingers, cleaning this motherfucking ink off my fingers. Signed this motherfucking contract for $136 million. Like what, bitch? Listen, yo, I'ma let y'all know what the fuck it is. A lot of motherfuckers asking me about, yo, yo, what, what happened in, in, in New England? I'm like, yo, check this shit out. Everything is true. Everything is true. First of all, fuck Tom Brady. Fuck motherfucking 
Tom Brady T-Brizzle. Motherfucker sold me down the river. You know what? I'm gonna tell you why. It wasn't even about no quarterback shit. He goat. I can't front on him. He goat. Motherfucker, jealous of my motherfucking hair. Bust it. Tom Brady, I'm gonna break some motherfucking news for you, rap. Rappaport, with your motherfucking little I am Rappaport stereo podcast bullshit, motherfucker. I made $136 million a day, like what? Your little motherfucking podcast, diddly squat. Tom Brady got motherfucking hair plugs. What? That's real, look it up. I'm breaking the motherfucking news, and I'm making the motherfucking news, all right? Still got the motherfucking ink on my fingers, all right? Motherfucker was mad, see my motherfucking hair. Wife was looking at me out the side of his eyes, not like she wanted to get it. She didn't want to get the saucy itch, okay? But she seen me, you know what I'm saying? My man got hair deficiencies, all right? My shit is full, my shit is thick. Just signed some motherfucking endorsement contracts for motherfucking shampoos over in Europe and all that good shit. Alright, so it came down to the motherfucking hair. You know what I'm saying? He dope, he dope, he goat, he goat. They got their motherfucking ass cracked. Karma is a motherfucker, what's good? Shout out to my man, Big Dick Nick Foles. Bust they motherfucking ass. But it all just comes down to that shit. Motherfuckers ask me about, oh, 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 well, Jimmy G, uh, what about, uh, uh, Spygate? True. What about the Flake Gate? True. Motherfucking Watergate, true. All that shit is true. All that shit is true. Trust me, Robert Kraft has something to do with all of it. Spygate, Deflategate, Watergate, all that shit. That's it. I'm telling you like it is. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers always want to know this piece of information, this piece of Patriot Way. Motherfucking Patriot Way. Fuck the Patriot Way, man. You know, yo. Brazilian with no ass, huh? So I'm gonna 
tell you something. I'm going to tell you 136 reasons why I don't give a fuck about the Patriots. It's all about the motherfucking Niners. All about the motherfucking San Francisco 49ers. I'm moving on my way. Took my shit to greener pastures. Getting this motherfucking mansion built. Getting this custom phantom built. You know what I'm saying? And we're moving on. What it is is what... I'm on the phone. Yo, I'm, I got to go. I'm on the motherfucking phone, man. What? I, I bought the motherfucking block, motherfucker. I just made $136 million, motherfucker. I bought the building and the street. And there you have it. <laughs> Jimmy G, what's good? Jimmy hey, hey, G in the place to be, as he calls himself. He calls himself. And, he says, yo, I'm Jimmy G in the place to be. Hey, man, I'll yo. fucking, don't call me with that bullshit. <laughs> yo, since you, you're talking about the Patriots, I want to say, Josh McDaniels, you soft, Duke. You soft, Duke. Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, it was all, uh, the ink was lined up. It just wasn't signed. He, he, he pulled a fast one on the, on the Indianapolis Colts. Um, the Patriot way. The Patriot way is like, fuck you. Yeah. Bill Belichick probably way. said, yo, don't leave me. I'll give you the keys to Gillette. We're going we're gonna to run this back one more time, and then everybody's shutting it down. With a 50-year-old quarterback. You should have went to Indianapolis and forged your own way. Stop riding Belichick's dick, B. Get your own shit. Mm. Well, if you didn't see the 30 for 30, the the two Bills, you should watch it because it really breaks down uh, Belichick and um, Bill Parcells' relationship and and this kind of sort of stunting, stopping, um, taking jobs, not taking them, being replaced. I, I, we, I really forgot how much uh, uh, Bill Belichick was, was sort of underneath Parcells yeah. as as yeah. a Giants uh, coordinator and as as and as the Jets coordinator, um, and I got to say this about that thirty for thirty. I, I highly recommend it. Yeah, it was good. I'm not going to say that it made me like Bill Belichick. The thing that I learned from it is that he was always an unsocialized fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah, I get that too. Looked like he'd be eating eating fucking legs and shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Um, finally, with the NFL, uh, I, I guess they're trying to get Rob Gronkowski in the, in the, in the movies. Oh, well, I want to ask you about that. You being an, an actor, do, what, what, what chance does he have to be in some of these films out here that, you know, these good films? What, He's what? not going to be an actor, but he could do, like, you know, some parts in, in, in movies like uh, the, what's the movie with all the, the, the action stars? The uh, Expendables? Expendables. He could be in one of those because, listen, I, <laughs> he's never going to be a... Uh, you know, fucking Marlon Daniel Brando. Day Lewis, okay? But but he he's cool. He's got enough. He's got enough charisma uh, to do those parts, and he's a big goon, and and you know he drinks milk and all that shit. So uh, he'll he'll be fine. Listen, okay. Enough enough with the NFL. It's over. I am so done with this freaking NFL. It's all basketball. Everything now. Yeah, done. It's over. No more baseball. No more. No more. No more NFL. It's all basketball and life itself. Okay. Right. And what what a better way to enter the all-basketball season of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast than to bring in Dame Dollar, Damian Lillard, the point guard ass-cracker from yeah. Oakland Word. of the Portland Trailblazers on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Coming up next, Dame Dollar. Then, don't go away. 
Then don't go away because me and G Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. For show. We're going to close the show with some fantastic, freaky, sick fucks of the week. Dame Dollar, let's go. All right, brand new Buttersoft I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available at store.barstoolsports.com. You wanted it. I wanted it. We are introducing the very first Stickman Hall of Fame t-shirt. Oh, it's a thing of beauty. It's Buttersoft, the Stickman Hall of Fame t-shirt. Okay, and of course we have the You Fuck You t-shirt, the World Famous Sucker Shit t-shirt, the Gringo Man Dingo t-shirt, the Rapmatic t-shirt, and all I Am Rapport Stereo podcast products at store.barstoolsports.com. I mean, who doesn't want a World Famous Stickman Hall of Fame t-shirt? And you know it's butter soft. Go to store.barstoolsports.com now. Myself, why the Lord picked me? I mean, my city and family so rich in history. Greatness in my DNA is time for y'all epiphany. Back me to the crowd, though. I gotta lead the symphony. A big difference when you make it and when you arrive. These days, the finest things fit me through the size. Open doors up for my fam like some suicides. Cause we will never ride a wave, not immunitized. Just a lot of cats with money, we ain't unified. And many fade doing the same things Judas tried. Losing sight, chasing coins, what a foolish stride. I try to show my true colors and I do it pride. Hello, this is Damien. Ha. Dame, what up? It's Michael Rappaport. What's good, bro? Ha. Um, I appreciate you coming to rock with me on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Obviously, I'm a fan. I respect your uh your music, your hip hop, you take it seriously. Uh, yeah. my, my first question, my first question, because we're talking hip hop, you're an NBA here, is Nas relevant, Dame Dollar. Oh, yeah, 100% relevant. I don't understand how that could ever be. But Nas, one of my my favorites of all time. Um, one of the first albums that I got, that I bought for myself personally, was, was Skillmatic. So, uh, you know, I don't, I think that's that stands forever. Um. All right, yeah, I, I agree, obviously. Um, all right, so what are you listening to these days, man? Like, what, what, what's the last few, you know, there's so much music being put out. Um, yeah. You know, everybody could put joints out, uh, you know, so quickly. But w- what are the last few records uh, that, that have gotten you excited recently? Um, I, I, I really like Kendrick Lamar. So obviously that damn album uh, was, in, was in rotation for me. Um, other than that, I, don't, I wouldn't say I listen to, to any project consistently like that. Um, but I... I'm a much bigger fan of like the the older music. Um, you know, the I'm a big Tupac fan. Um, Jay Z, Lil mm. Nas, guys like that. But I you know, I tap into the new music obviously the Twenty One Savage and uh Lil Uzi and all them type of people. I you know, I, I gotta take a listen because I just I'm such a, a fan of music that I, I take the time, but I'm a much bigger fan of, of the guys from the past, you know, the Andre two thousands, all those guys. Yeah, so you you're from Oakland. Tupac, you know, was he 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 represented Oakland. He's from the East Coast. If you had to pick, you know, a few, you don't have to pick an exact number. What are some of your favorite Tupac joints? Um, 
So Many Tears. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I was a huge fan of that song. Um, Brenda's Got a Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Get Around. Uh, Hail Mary. Okay. I Ain't Mad at You. That's, That's probably one. my favorite. That's probably my favorite Park song. Uh, one of my favorite uh, joints is, is from a basketball movie. It was only, I believe it only came out on the Above the Rim CD, or it only came out on the Above the Rim tape, the joint Pain that he did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. On that, on the Above the Rim album, it was a song on there. It wasn't by Tupac. It was called uh, For Old Time's Sake. That yep. was my favorite song on that album. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, now it's like, uh, you know, tapes and, and, and CD. I, I can't remember what it was, but I remember that song is like, some people, even Tupac fans, never heard of it because it was only yeah. on one version of it. Yeah, it was kind of hidden. It was kind of hidden. So you got a big game, a big playoff game, you know, on the road. What what would you say, like, if you say, all right, this is it. This is the biggest game of your career. What would you listen to to get you hype? What record would be like, yo, what's your go-to kid hype? It's going to get your blood flowing, or maybe you need to get relaxed. Like, what's your go-to kid hype record? Go-to? I, I wouldn't say I had a go-to, but when I'm, tr- when I'm in that type of mood, um, it's game whatever, go, game five or game seven. You're on the road. It's duress. You need to you need to feel comfortable. I'll probably go to 400 Degrees. Okay. Juvenile. Okay. Uh, 400 Degrees. Um, Black Rob. Like go to uh, like Woe. That Woe by Black Rob. Yep. Another like th- those are the type of songs I, I like the whole 400 Degrees album. That's a dope record. Um, Snoop Dogg. He had a, a song called Wrong Idea that that get me going. What what arena? Because you know I'm shocked. You know if if you ever heard me talk, Dame. You know I'm not a, I'm not a Cavaliers fan, but even yeah. the Cavaliers DJ has stepped it up. You know yeah. I noticed the Golden State Warriors arena. Their DJ gets busy. Uh, the yeah, Brooklyn the Brooklyn arena they get busy. What arena yeah. would you say? plays like the the dopest music when you're you know when you because when you guys are walking you know bringing the ball up the court or defending yeah like they'll play break beats they'll play parts of songs what arena yeah. would you say has the best consistently music um i would have to say golden state uh-huh. are you aware of the music while you're out there i mean obviously you know you can't be so much aware but like will a certain song catch your your attention when you when you're playing definitely i'm always listening for the music um you know, I want to see how they mix and I want to see how they uh, blend in the, the older music, all the songs that got samples that come out now. Um, you know, I like when they play the, the the original and then they blend it into or they mix it into, you know, the the remake of it that, you know, a lot of the, us younger people, you know, might be bigger fans of now. You know, I, I listen for those types of things. Um, usually when I'm doing my pregame warm up, you know, I want to have a good time. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of like that loose loose space before the game is starting. There's a lot of people, you know, moving around, doing their jobs and trying to get ready for the game to start. Um, I'm usually listening to, to have a good time. You know, I want to hear some good music. Right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I think it's cool. I mean, even Utah's got a dope DJ, which I never would have thought they even, like, I heard them playing the Beat Nuts. I was like, I didn't even know, like, Beat Nuts music, <laughs> like, you could even play it out there. Like, they, they, yeah. they stepped their game up out in Utah. I mean, that's... I mean, you can't look at it like it's Utah. I think, you know, anytime you, you have a DJ, um, you know, you you know they're going to have some type of um, library of music. And, you know, it might be deeper than whatever that city is. So, um, There's been so many uh, uh, athletes that have rapped over the years, starting with Shaq, 
My man uh, Deion Sanders had a had a nice joint. Roy Jones spit. Kobe spit. It, it, who are the dudes that you respect? Uh, uh, you know the older dudes because I like there's a whole like bunch of you younger dudes NBA and NFL but like yeah. who would you, who would you say is your favorite basketball player slash rapper? My favorite basketball player slash and you could say rapper. none you could shit on him if you have to. I ain't never really like I li- I actually listened to uh, to Shaq's album because when I first started trying to rap one of my um, one of my managers, he, you know, just kept talking about the album, and I had heard a few songs from him, but I actually listened to it, and I thought, I thought Shax was like a lot of like '90s rap, and he rapped like a basketball player, like he used a lot of basketball analogies and talked about dunking on people and being the first pick and stuff like that, and you know, I thought it was cool. So, I mean, I would say Shaq, um, you know, but I think the way guys are now, they like really being they rapping about stuff outside of the sport so um it's a little different so i, I would say Shaq though now you got andre drummond lat like a week or two ago he put out five joints in five yeah. days uh levion bell i've seen him freestyle he's nice uh this kid from duke uh victor oladipo put out an r&b joint yeah. lonzo ball i don't know what the hell he put out but he put out a joint <laughs> like you're competitive on the court Hip hop, yeah. you know the essence of it, especially the friendly competition. Uh, yeah. uh, you know that that's the nature of it. It doesn't have to turn into yeah. anything crazy. Who yeah. are the dudes that you respect? Who uh, and, and can anyone take you down in the NBA? Who have you heard? Who do you respect? And who would you who would you like to battle in the NBA? Um, or I've in heard, sports, or in sports in general. Well, I think um, in the NBA, uh, I've heard Iman Shumpert rap. I think he can rap. I've heard Lonzo Ball rap. And uh, I think he, I think he can rap. Uh, wow, you are wow. Okay, keep going. I, I've heard, I've heard like a little bit of his. I, I didn't know he was like really seriously rapping. He's serious I, about it. I haven't heard, I haven't heard a lot about it. Um, and it's another person who I just listened to. I, I keep um, playing Toronto right now. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. But there's someone up there spitting. Yeah, he's spitting in Toronto. Um, I don't know why I'm having a brain fart right now. That's um, all right. That's all right. And what do you think of my man Oladipo's R&B album? I thought it was cool. It was different. Um, I only heard like two songs from it, but uh, I thought it was good. He can actually sing, so that was, I thought that was different. That was real cool of him. And what have you heard of, what do you know about the Kyrie Irving mixtapes? Because apparently, okay, apparently Kyrie spits – and, and it, you know, obviously it's yet to go public, but apparently he spits. Like, you guys are in the inner circle of the NBA. What do you know about the lost Kyrie tapes? I don't know nothing about that. Come I know on, Kyrie. Dame. I know, <laughs> I know Kyrie be singing. And uh, me and him talked about it. I was like, man, you be singing. He can sing a little bit. So I was telling him we should do something. And uh, he was like, yeah, let's do it. But uh, he told me he ain't never recorded before. So... As far as I know, I don't know if there's no tapes out there. All right. Well, I'm telling you, I'm not saying I heard them, but I've heard that there's actual freestyles out there. Okay. And if I know it, you you should you know you're like 17 steps closer to to the actual facts. <laughs> I'm just letting you know if you should sniff around, you should find out about it. Put some feelers out there that there's some Kyrie tapes out there. I'm gonna check on it. I'm gonna check on it. But, oh, the the other rapper in Toronto was CJ Miles. CJ oh, okay. Miles. Well, and have you heard him? Yeah, I've heard him. He can rap. Okay, okay. Like, so if, if you cross somebody up, 
Like, are you a shit talker? Like when you play, because you you you, you kind of keep to yourself. Like you you're low key, but yeah. you're hyped. But do you talk yeah. shit? No, I, I don't. I don't talk shit. I um, I take I take exception to it though. I mean, I ain't go. If you say something to me, I'm gonna say something back. Um, you know, but for the most part, people don't say don't say nothing to me, and I don't. You know, I I know that I'm a competitor. I know that I ain't, I ain't worried about nobody. So. Um, you know, I think I got the respect of my peers, and you know, I I keep it that way. And until somebody says something to me, then it's gonna be what it's gonna be. How serious are you about uh, uh, music? You know, obviously, you're not even. In, I don't even think you're in your prime. You're young. I, I I mean, as great as you are, and as great as your career has been as a uh, basketball yeah. player, I really don't even think you've you've reached your peak yet. Um, yeah. How serious are you about? music and continuing your music and producing music like or is it just something like a phase thing that you're doing no i'm real serious about it um you know obviously i my primary concern is basketball because that's what that's what i do and uh music is also what i do but um i think i i, I gotta make sure that i keep you know, the first thing first but you know as far as music I, it's a reason why um I've put out two albums in two years and, you know, they've done well and I've done shows and I've put out singles on SoundCloud. And I started a rap platform on Instagram for four years now, uh, Four Bar Friday. You know, it's a lot of things that I've done as an artist um, and just putting in my time. Um, but even besides that, you know, I've, I know the history. You know, I've, I, I respect uh, the game and you know, I think that's really important if you want to, you know, be serious as an artist. You, know, you need to know what, know the foundation. You need to know who built and, you know, what what you're getting into. And I, I take it serious. You know, I'm, I consider myself a, a serious artist. Y'all about to make it where I gotta show my muscle When I'm getting to it, girl, it's easier to love you Tried to give me scraps, I made them pieces to the puzzle I grind, ain't no secret money on my mind Sit at my table, then you want my time And I don't play that, I'm stunting for the payback I'm from a Golden State at, but Portland where I lay at I'm the Daddy Mac Mac Daddy with Hoover rapping Y'all be on your crisscross, uh, hustling backwards All this game I'm giving is probably gonna be a caption When the lights and camera off, I'ma still be by that action Obviously, you know, uh, uh, rappers and, and actors, uh, you know, there's a mutual respect between the athletes. You know, everybody says like, you know, ball players want to be actors or rappers and vice versa. Who, what rapper did you meet while you were on the court where you were playing where after you became, you know, Damian Lillard, the basketball player that you were like, oh shit. Like you were most excited to meet throughout your career as a, as a famous basketball player. Um, the one I was most excited to meet, uh, I'd say Lil Wayne was one of them. Well, did uh, you meet Wayne. him at a game? He actually came to Portland. I met him, I met him in Miami, uh, my rookie year, but then it was like brief, you know, it was a lot of people around. Um, and then he, uh, invited me to the studio in LA and, um, you know, we was, we was in there and that was like the other time where I was like, man, that's. It's really Wayne. And then the next time, you know, he came all the way to Portland, you know, to, to watch me play. So uh, that was one. And then the other one, I, I met J. Cole um, mm. in Oakland at, at a concert. I met J. Cole and I'm a huge J. Cole fan. So it was like, man, 
you know, I, I just had one of those moments where I, you know, I got to be a fan. So it was cool. If you could invite, I mean, the hip hop group is is gone. You know, uh, Migos is is you know they're they're doing their thing. Yeah. But I mean, in tar- as far as the tradition of hip hop groups going back to Sugar Hill Gang, the Run DMC, the Beastie yeah. Boys, Tribe. I mean, it's over. You know, guys yeah. are pretty much solo. If you could invite and bring back one hip hop group to a game, sit them courtside. Who would that be? I would say uh, Bone Thugs Harmony. Oh shit! Okay, that that would be a. T- I don't even know if you could get them all in the same building together. That would be a. That would be a. a oh, you a, could. You could. I was. I was on stage with them uh, not too long ago. Not even probably like a couple months ago in Portland. So the whole crew. The whole everybody was there. What are your five favorite groups of all time? My five favorite groups: Bone Thugs. Um, I gotta go with somebody from Oakland. Uh, Three times crazy. Okay. I'm I'm a huge Outcast fan. I say Outcast. Um NWA. Uh Tribe Called Quest. So what else do you listen to besides hip hop? Or any kind of like hip hop, mumble rap, rap, rap. Like what else you what else you rock with? I mean, I, I like the I like the mumble rap stuff, you know, sometimes. I think it's a different category. Um it, do, it you know, is, don't you think so? Like, in my opinion, it should be that way. Like, the people like myself, the stubborn old motherfuckers, will, will stop sort of arguing about it. Like, but I think they need to come up with a new a new name for it and declare it a different thing. Yeah, I think they should because it, it's different. Um, you know, I think people get mad at it, <laughs> but you know, it's it, just like anything else, man. The game is going to evolve, and you know, I think it's just a a new dimension that's been added to to hip hop and. Uh, it's been a lot of success with it, so you can't be mad at it. You know, it's what some people do. Uh, obviously, a lot of the, this generation really cling to it. They like it a lot, so I think it's been successful enough to where you got to add that, you got to add it to it, you know, and just name it something else. Yeah, I agree. Um, you mentioned the four bar Friday. How proud of you? Uh, are you that that that's sort of taken off because it's you know because it's you and have you found anybody that you were like this is a real talented person from four bar friday oh yeah i've had a lot of people like that whereas like you know i'm proud to that i came up with that platform to give people opportunity because so many people follow it now so many people know about it um so many of those artists have linked up with each other and mm. been part of events that i've done that um i just feel good about giving people an opportunity or giving them a voice and a chance to be heard that they might not have heard had i not done it so um, that's that's why why I take the most pride in it because of you know what it could do for other people. You know, I could put a song out on SoundCloud today and millions of people would hear. So um, I'm I'm just happy that I could come up with something to help um, other aspiring artists. You know, I think that's what it's what it's about. Yeah, I th- I think it's a dope platform. Yeah. Producers, who are the producers now that you love? Like you would love to get a track from that you you just love like love the sound of what they're doing. I love what uh, Metro Bowman is doing. Hmm. Um. I don't know who does the production for uh, Young Thug, but I love his production. Um, you know, I know J. Cole does his own production. I would like to do something with him. I like his stuff because with my music, I like stuff that, you know, where the, the beat tells the story. You know, it's uh-huh. like it matches up to the story I'm going to tell, and I think he does, he does great with that. So uh, I would love to do some of his stuff, too. Yeah, he's dope. He's- and Swiss, Swiss Beat stuff, too, so... Yeah, because Swiss Beats is dope because obviously, I mean, he's so prolific for so long and he's evolved with the times without giving up exactly. his his sound and his, 
he didn't compromise. He's not just like, oh, I'm doing this. You, it's still Swiss Beats beats. Exactly. He got his prints on it, but it's it's not riding the wave. He just he's um, evolving, like I was saying. Um. All right, I want to ask you NBA question, and I'm gonna let you go because I appreciate all you right. rocking with me, damn. I'm such a yep. fucking fan of yours on the court, appreciate and I love it, all man. the stuff you do for hip hop. You you sure, fought so it. hard to get in the NBA. Uh, you know, you know, no one unless you you know they they caught eye of you in college. Uh, uh, you know, heard of you. Uh, what would you say like you're like oh shit I'm in the NBA moments where we're like you were you where you finally made it where you got on the court. And what you remember about like those first couple of games, first couple of moments, baskets, somebody crossing you up, Kobe, whatever. Like, what are some of those moments that you'll you'll cherish forever, even though they might not have been the best ones? Um, I think the first, the, the biggest moment I say was um, getting drafted. But then, even after that, my very first game of my career was against the Lakers, and they had Kobe, Steve Nash, Dwight Powell, Antoine Jameson. And uh, it was just crazy, you know, just being on the court with all those dudes. You know, Jameson was like the man on the Warriors when I was a kid and had season tickets to those games. So, I mean, even him, he probably was um, the, the smallest star of, of all of those guys. And, uh, you know, even that was a big deal for me. And I remember in that game, my very first points, um, I, I made a, a corner three, but it didn't count because I stepped out of bounds. So it was a, you know, it was a, a cool moment. It was real cool. And what what's your favorite competing against Kobe story? Because, you know, as I've done all these interviews, everybody, you know, especially the ages of the guys that I'm talking to, everybody has a, a Kobe story. When you're 86 and you're still rhyming and you're finished playing basketball and your grandkids' grandkids <laughs> say, tell me about Kobe Bryant, what will you tell them? Um, I, my rookie year also, um, it was at the end of the season and my team was out of the playoff race. And I remember the, the Lakers had to win like they last four four games of the season to get into the playoffs. It was the year Kobe uh, towards Achilles at the end of the season. Oh. And um, they was in Portland and we came out. Uh, we had like LaMarcus was hurt, so he sat out. I think, no, LaMarcus played. West sat out. Nick Batum sat out. We had like a bunch of dudes out that didn't play. And um, they had to make the playoffs. So basically I was matched up against Kobe and he was guarding me. We was like going at it the whole game. And, um, you know, he pretty much just embarrassed us. Like, it was it was just like one of them Kobe moments. He ended up with 47, and they Jesus. beat us, but I had 38. So it was like, that was a good moment for me. That's dope. All right, well, listen, Dame, I appreciate you rocking with me. I hope to see you in L.A. at the All-Star Game, playing in the All-Star Game. You deserve it. You've always deserved it. You've been deserving it. Um, I love what you're doing with your music. I love what you're doing with hip-hop in general. And, uh, you know, hopefully I'll see you soon in Los Angeles. Have a healthy, healthy rest of the season, my man. Yeah. All right, Dane. All right. You better know it's members only. Can never crack the code. Better know it's members only. Better know it's members. I feel like they think I'm goofy. Don't ever disrespect me. Thankful for all my people. Lord, you didn't really bless me. Many come out of the blue. They from the field of lefties. Ones that never left me. With me riding jet skis. Them outsiders coming on my ground. Where y'all at? Can we pull up on you? Nah. I don't holler back. I don't. Curve game strong. strong. Moving silence. I'm a Mac. Wanna get with us. Cause we up the hill. Jill and Jack. small circle. Family couple homies Know uh, these suckers hatin' So I'm never by my lonely they by my You know how we rockin' This a testimony Pony. Never crack the code Better know it's members only Better know it's members only
All right. Yo, I want to thank Damian Lillard for rocking with me on the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. No doubt. Yo, he's really into his hip-hop. Yo, he, he, he MCs, man, and a point guard extraordinaire. So, double whammy. Um, all right. Miles, it's that time of the episode. Cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the dog? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? What? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did what? No. 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 You hear the drums. That's the sick fuck of the week music. Um, crafted meticulously by uh, Mr. Moody, whose last name rhymes with duty. Yes. Um, let's get to it. Uh, student on Spirit Airlines. Spirit Airlines. I, I say this. Listen, if you could save $63 now, I, I know you might be like, well, Rappaport, you don't know what it's like. I'm a college student or I'm broke or whatever. I, I, we've said it once and I'm going to say it again. Don't play around with these, with these mid-range airlines. That's how you wind up getting into a fight on the plane. That's how you wind up uh, 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 getting duct taped to a seat on a plane. Well, some poor bastard flying home f- uh, to Florida on a Spirit Airlines flight came on the plane with the hamster, their pet hamster. Now, we just talked about this the other day. Yes. This ain't a fucking zoo. This ain't the animal shelter. Don't bring your fucking animals on the plane. A hamster. You bring your fucking hamster on the plane? Was it in the cage? I don't give a fuck if it's in the cage, in yeah. your pocket, in the whatever the fuck it is. You uh, bring your hamster ca- pebbles onto the plane. See, we, we, a lot of people have found compassion for Balan. That's the person's name. I can't even pronounce her last name. That when, when she came on the plane and they, they caught her trying to sneak contraband, a.k.a. a fucking hamster onto the plane. <sighs> Woo. You think you're going to get compassion to me when the, when the stewardesses and the flight attendants said, hey, oh, Duke, you can't come on here with a fucking, with a hamster. Yeah. That's that, contraband, that's- asshole. You're lucky we don't fucking land this plane and arrest you, you fuck. Flush that little bastard down the toilet. <laughs> so she flushed little pebbles down the toilet and then she's oh. i was emotional i was crying i sat there for a good 10 minutes crying in the bathroom yo get the motherfucking hamster off the plane duke that's it End don't come story. on the plane with the hamster duke that's it that's it we say say that over the loudspeaker <laughs> oh this is spirit airlines uh put your seatbelt on uh have a safe flight uh, don't stand in the aisles. And uh, what's the final part, uh, Mr. Moody? Get that motherfucking hamster off the plane, Duke, before I come back there. Flush that motherfucking hamster, Duke. Yeah, some people thought that I was going to give Spirit Airlines the sick fuck of the week. Sorry. Sorry. I give you. You killed Little Pebbles the hamster. Oh, man. I, 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 can, I, can I one-up you? No problem. Oh, on a flight, we're going to stay on the same aviation. On a flight to Seattle, Uh-oh. Alaskan Airlines, a man got butt-ass naked 
barricaded himself in the bathroom, which forced the plane to turn around and land. But the sick fuck hmm. is the pilot. Mm. Because if it's your aircraft and your flight, put the shit on all autopilot and go back there and regulate, homeboy. Get the fuck up, up, up out this bathroom, yo. Hmm. We're not turning this shit around and go back and land and, uh, and, and, and have all these people, uh, they can't get to where they got to go because you in the bathroom naked. You fucking the up pi- my plans, Duke. Get the fuck up out the bathroom, Duke. Yeah. Everybody's scared. Pilot, regulate your aircraft. That's when you fuck take you. out the stun gun and you zip money with the z- z- Hit him with the z- z- Tase that motherfucker real quick. Z- 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 yeah. You're not, you're not determining what goes on on this flight and we're going to wait for you to come out the bathroom. I'm breaking the door and I'm dragging you off. I got a meeting to go to and you fucking around in here. Duct taping you to the seats. Duct tape that motherfucker. Speaking of duct tape, <laughs> an American Airlines Boeing three, uh, 737 landed in L.A. for the very same reason. A female plane passenger had to be restrained with the aforementioned duct tape <laughs> and zip ties following an attack on three crew members during a flight bound oh. from Charlotte, North Carolina. The people that put her in the duct tape and the zip ties are not the sick fucks. Okay? She made a dash for the cockpit when the plane was touching down. Yo, we're oh. not having any of that shit. I don't care oh. what you drink, what kind of medical uh, reaction you're having to some medicine you're taking, you're getting that duct tape. You're getting that Yo. gorilla tape, that black, thick duct tape, that shit that you're not getting out of. And then uh, we're going to let everybody off the plane, then we're going to deal with you. You're not holding yeah. anybody up. Yep. Nobody can run past me. If I see you running towards the cockpit, oh, no, you're getting clotheslined. I'm a clothesline, your ass. An Ohio father is on leave from being a firefighter in Ohio after allegedly cutting his teenage daughter's hair extremely short as a punishment because his daughter got highlights for her birthday in her hair, so money gave her, like, the same haircut that I got. (laughs) Is this good parenting? He's trying to keep his his daughter off the stripper pole, or is this excessive, Moody? Um, That's good parenting. I agree. I think I I was going to give him the sick fuck, but then I thought about it. Like, he's just trying, yo, as a father to to a daughter, we're just trying to keep you off the stripper pole. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. These are are preventive measures. And I got, I want to one up you too. I got, I got to give Kim K, Kim Kardashian, the sick fuck for having her daughter take naked, topless pictures of her. That is. Some sick fuck shit, and she was getting, she was getting it on Twitter from all the people too. That's some bullshit. Yo, money, check your girl, man. And, and, and let me tell you something about that. I think that whole thing was a hoax. If you saw you the picture that Kim Kardashian, she gave credit to her daughter. It was like it was taken by North. It was like a perfectly framed, perfectly well lit photograph. Oh, okay. And, all right, and, but no, I'm not saying that. She shouldn't get lambasted and be the sick fuck of the week, which is, by the way, this is two times in one week we've given a Carter slash Jenner 
the sick fuck of the week because obviously we, we, we gave uh, Chris Jenner the award earlier. I'm saying that these people are so desperate yeah. to get attention in any way, shape, or form. Your daughter took a high-end, high-level photo Damn. of you, perfectly, perfectly framed. The camera's totally straight. The lighting's perfect. That was, was by your five-year-old daughter? Get the right. fuck out of here. You trying to pimp out Little North? Leave Little yeah. North alone. Why don't we get Ray J part two? Why don't you fucking put Ray J in it so we can get a part two with that? Finally, a football player. It was National Signing Day for football players. This kid, Jacob Copeland, a four-star wide receiver, highly recruited football player. Um, He didn't know if he was going to go to Florida, Tennessee, or Alabama. This was like on ESPN. You know, there's all, he was in his high school. The band was behind him. Um, when he announced that he was going to go to Florida, his mother, who was dressed top to bottom in Alabama gear, got up and left her son there embarrassed and, and, and like looking like a shame of himself. And I felt so bad for this kid. And this woman, you're the sick fuck of the week, Okay. You're the sick fuck of the week. And then, like, and then the son had to come out and said he was putting it, put it on a show. Because it's not about the mom. The kid was yeah. embarrassed. Like, he announced who he announced. He said he was going to Florida. Maybe his mom thought he was going to Alabama. And to walk up there on the biggest moment of his life and make it all about you and your antics, it, that's not good. Right. You should be happy he's in college. Shit. You should be happy that I got an opportunity to play football with a college scholarship. And if he goes to Alabama, Tennessee, Hofstra, wherever the fuck he goes, don't make this, this important event about yourself. This is that LeBar yeah. Ball bullshit. This is what I'm saying. The this LeBar Ballification. As soon as he made his decision, the first thing the reporter asked him was, oh, where did your mother go? Who was that woman who, who got up and walked away? Right. Not, why'd you make the decision? How'd you come to the decision? They talk about the mom. Anyway, listen, mm-hmm. done. Done. I told you, have no fear. The I Am Rapport Stereo podcast is here. We came, we saw, we conquered. It's another smash mouth episode of the I Am Rapport Stereo podcast. We don't steer you wrong. We only steer you strong. Name is Michael Rappaport, a.k.a. the gringo man, Dingo. G. Moody, the last name rhymes with duty. Hell yeah. The Dust Brothers... Miles Davis, actual name is Miles Davis. He's an Asian kid. His name's Miles <laughs> Davis. Who'd have thought? Jordan Winter, take us out of here with something funky, something, something nice, something really, really proper. See, I am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. We're out. Peace.